Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Born to love. Ah, hey, Scott. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast. Born to love, the podcast where Scott Eckert and I, Ellie Kemper, talk about things we love. And we have guests on, and they join in the love, and they talk about things they love. And this week, we have Kurt Brauneller. But before we bring Kurt on, Ellie, how was your week? What's going on? Great week. But I have to tell you about my love, the thing I want to talk about this week. It is so bad. Oh, this is a guilty love. (laughs) Oh, is this naughty? Is this a naughty love of yours? It's so naughty. It's so bad. Is it illegal? It's it's legal. It's legal. It's legal. I'm a mom. I wouldn't bring up stuff that would shame my children. You're a mom, not a criminal. Yeah, exactly. Moms aren't criminals. Did you know that? There's not a single one. No. And if you're a mom who commits a crime, they take away your mom card. Yeah. But what was the guilty pleasure of yours, Ellie? My guilty pleasure... Snacks for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Take away my mom card. Send me to jail. (laughs) Okay. So I know you probably thought if, if anything for dinner, you probably thought I'd say breakfast for dinner or you know how they have those little brunch for dinner, those little fun twists to dinner. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's the difference between breakfast for dinner and brunch for just the it's more expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The br- brunch for dinner is just so much more irritating and annoying <laughs> and just like infuriating and overpriced. But snacks for dinner is different from either of those because snacks for dinner means there is zero nutritional content. Okay, so what happened is this happens every now and then, and I love it every time. I I won't bore you with the details, but I didn't get to eat during our regular dinner time. I try to eat with my kids instead of waiting till after they're asleep because A, I get too hungry And B, you know, I feel like it's good to have meals together. My kids are very young. They're three and six. It's not like the conversation is amazing, but I feel like I want to set, 
I always had dinner with my family. Yeah, no, it's nice. And you model good behavior, have some calm family time that's not just yelling. No, I get it. But you couldn't do it the other night. No, I tried to do it. But the calmness you you just talked about wasn't happening. They were both very bad. They were bad. They were rambunctious. They weren't eating. I spent the whole dinner, Michael and I both, trying to force them to eat, getting them to stop running around, all this, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get a chance to eat my meal. Did you flip your pasta on the floor, Ellie? (laughs) You were like, I had enough of this ingratitude. (laughs) These dino nuggets. No. On the floor. You laugh, but literally that's what it brings me to. Does that happen to you? I'm the one throwing tantrums after a while. But anyway, I didn't get to eat my dinner. So by the time, you know, baths, bedtime, stories, all of this, in that order, we do bedtimes, then we do stories. (laughs) (laughs) You can read stories in bed. Yeah. I just love that you are in a delighted mood today, Ellie. Am I giddy? Uh, You seem giddy, and it's rubbing off on me. I couldn't be happier. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the snacks yet, and I'm excited. Okay, so here's what I will say about my guilty, guilty pleasure, my love. So finally, they're asleep. We settle in to watch TV, which we often are lucky enough to be able to do after they're asleep, usually get in an hour of TV watching. But I was starving. And you know what? I didn't want whatever I had prepared for dinner. I didn't want the green beans and the whole wheat pasta. I wanted Teddy Grants. Oh, my God. I wanted Boom Chicka Pop. I wanted animal crackers. I wanted rolled gold pretzels. And I hope it's okay that I'm naming brands here. We want some of that rolled gold cash, but we're not getting it yet. So yeah, rolled no. gold, here's a freebie. I'm sorry, I have a, you have Teddy Grahams and animal crackers? Aren't Teddy Grahams just like a branded version of animal crackers? They're Teddy cookie crackers, right? Scott, <laughs> they're, they're Graham, they're like mini Graham crackers. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, the, the, but for, for the record, I want to apologize to everyone because Ellie's giddiness would just ground to a halt. As soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I described Teddy Graham's as a version of animal crackers, just, just overwhelming disgust. Well, I, did you think because it was a Teddy, it counted as an animal cracker? I think a Teddy counts as an animal. No, no, it absolutely does. But a Teddy Graham is a Graham cracker and an animal cracker. Well, you know what, Scott? I have to look at the ingredients because I don't know what makes a Graham a Graham and an animal cracker an animal cracker, but they're very distinct. It sometimes takes a very refined palate (laughs) (laughs) to discern the subtleties. A snack gourmand. A snack gourmand. By the way, when I talk about zero nutritional content, I'm not talking about the organic animal crackers you get at Trader Joe's, which I sometimes do when I'm feeling healthy. I am talking about the kind of animal crackers you buy at an office supply store, <laughs> like a Staples. WB Mason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who but? And they come in like eight pound jars. Jars. Yes. Like a jar, a big plastic jar, big enough to fit your head. You're exactly on point. How many did you eat? If you had like, were you just talking about the fistfuls? You had to eat a fistful of food? Was that you or someone else? <laughs> that was someone else, Scott, but I'm interested. Really? Someone was, oh, no, we were talking about it the other day, the fistfuls of vegetables. But anyway, how many fists of animal crackers did you eat? I was only eating them by the fist, and I don't know <laughs> how many I consumed. How many I just slammed into that. What's a, what's a slang term for a mouth? 
I don't know, chomper? I guess those are teeth. Into my chomper. Your hole, your maw. My hole. My pie hole. Your pie hole's pretty good. I can't begin to count how many fists I slammed into my pie hole. (laughs) (laughs) Fistfuls of animal crack. Oh, by the way, in my house, we call it animal crack. Because it's so addictive. Mm, Your house is so witty. It's It's like Shakespeare up in here. But I want to tell you that the pleasure I got is because you feel like you are a college student again, or just like you're a young person who does not care about nutrition, who is like eating whatever's there, whatever's affordable, whatever is easy, and you don't care about the consequences. And that's who I was last whatever Tuesday night it was. Listen, you wake up in the morning, you don't feel good. I mean, it's amazing how it it wrecks your system. <laughs> Fist, fistfuls of animal crackers in lieu of dinner. Surprise, surprise. It wrecks your system. You had an animal cracker hangover. Oh, yeah. Those are very real. Because you've just put like, you know, I, I don't even know what's in any of that. But you put all of that into your body and then you're expected to like have a normal day. No, you can't. You pay for it the next day. You certainly pay for it. But Scott. Oh, I can't wait. Oh no. Happening. Oh no. <laughs> she's she's for listeners, she's she's what are these called? Twiddling your fingers. Yeah, like, yeah, twiddling your fingers like an evil wizard. Yes, like an evil wizard. Oh, what so what is the <laughs> what is this last <laughs> surprise from this evil sorcerer? The evil sorcerer doesn't care about the next day's consequences. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that you might want to do. After a oh, night yeah. of of binging on animal crackers and snacks, one thing you might you might want to take a walk. I think the next morning, walk Scott it off. Edgar, and we have nice little. Mm, we have a, a great friend of ours, a comedian, yeah. writer, performer, Kurt Braunhaler, podcaster, podcaster, coming in to visit with us about what he loves. Loves walking. Um, you'd recognize Kurt from a bunch of stuff. Uh, he has a hosts a podcast right now called Bananas, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. He does a lot of stand up shows, including with his uh, comedy partner Kristen Shaw. And um, I don't know, Ellie, what is your favorite Kurt credit? I mean, he, we've known oh him for goodness. so long. Uh, we have known him for so long. Do you know I loved? Um, this is this is calling it way back. But for all of you comedy listeners, I love Neutrino Video Projects. Mm, that is an old one. It's an old reference, but it's a good reference. But um, truth be told, we've known Kurt for a very long time, and we're thrilled to have him on the show. When we come back, excited to talk to Kurt Brownoller. Okay, everybody, we are back with our good friend and very funny comedian, Kurt Braunohler. Hi, Kurt. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? Thanks for coming on the podcast, Kurt. Thank you for having me. I'm, I mean, I, as we were, we were chatting before, I mean, people, you know, sometimes we chat before the podcast starts, but... Okay, it, it's out. <laughs> it is... Don't tell our secrets. <laughs> it is so pleasant to see both of your faces. It's been too long. So Kurt, Scott, and I all met at the People's Improv Theater in New York. I don't want to say it. I think it's decades ago. You oh, guys. yeah. It's probably 2002, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, Around that time. I think it is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But we're still somehow 27 years old. <laughs> Despite that, we did meet about two decades ago. And so we haven't seen each other in 
person or even like on Zoom for a while. So it's really nice to be able to see you and to talk to you about something really nice, which is um, (laughs) you're here. (laughs) I think, well, you know what? You know what? What? Not everyone is going to agree with you because I know some people who don't love what you love. Oh, no. It's a divisive subject. (laughs) What you love is walking. I feel like it's the setup for the most boring person on the planet. Here comes the guy who loves walking. <laughs> he loves walking and drinking water, guys. <laughs> I do. I drink too much water. I literally had a doctor say, every time I saw him, he's like, you have to drink less water. You have to, you're diluting your blood. And I was like oh. diluting my blood, like all of my levels of all of like sodium and potassium and all this stuff was just low. And he's like, how much water do you drink? And I was drinking so much Can water. Can you tell, first of all, Kurt, I remember you always having a water bottle. And that's yeah. before it was like popular. That yes. was back in 1962. <laughs> in 1962, <laughs> no one was drinking water. Everyone no. was dehydrated. It was all the cans of beer that you had to open with a can opener. Yeah. It was hippie love. Yep. And uh, no water. But Kurt, I do remember you always having a water bottle. How much water were you drinking a day? I was probably drinking. So I had a 40 ounce water bottle and I would fill it up. I would say six times a day, six, seven, eight <gasps> times a day. Yeah. And I would drink all of it. Um, and so it was, it was too much, but then that happened <laughs> right before the pandemic. So then the pandemic happened and he's like, you got to drink less water. So then the pandemic is happening. I'm locked in the house and I just have oh, like no. a tiny, I had to fill up an eight ounce glass of water and like keep it in a special place. And then like my reward would be to come over and like have a sip of my eight ounce oh, glass of my water. And I was like, well, we've reached peak sadness. <laughs> oh, yo, you had to monitor yeah. your water intake during a global pandemic. I'm imagining you had a small an infant at the time, yeah, six uh, month two, old. two children, yeah, one two children in- and one six month old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would, I, you should have, you should have just given into that guilty pleasure. <laughs> I did. I'm back, baby. Look at how big yes. this water bottle is. Yes. I'm back. <laughs> I don't care. I'll have, I'll have weak blood. Oh, that, yeah, that's your vice drinking water. Some people, they like the ponies a little too much. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> but it's confusing. Cause they do tell you to drink so much water. Yeah. So I, I personally live in a constant state of thirst. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, although Mm -hmm. I do think you get used to the amount of water that you consume. So if you're used to having, this is my non, by the way, I'm not a doctor. So this is like my (laughs) non-medical philosophy, but I do think that your tolerance goes up. Because think about, you referenced an eight ounce cup of water. That's all our grandmothers drank in like a week. A week, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so they were fine. Yeah, but also before refrigeration, I don't think people drank water at all. They only drank alcohol or like wine (laughs) and mead. You know, because that was, it didn't go bad. Yep. Yeah. Well, in fairness, water doesn't typically go bad. It's in, <laughs> in the list of things that spoil, I think water would be pretty low. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait, Kurt, we promised the folks at home a thorough examination of your love of walking. So yes. we need I need to pivot. This I, yes. this conversation needs to go from water to walking. Because <laughs> I'm right there with you, Kurt. And we're not alone. Although, Scott, I don't know where you stand on the walking 
to be. I mean, I want to hear what Kurt has to say before I start poking holes in his misguided enjoyment <laughs> oh, of boy. walking. Uh, I'm right. kidding, of course. Okay. No, I like a good walk. So, Kurt, what, what what is it that so captivates you by the act of moving from one place to another slowly with your legs <laughs> using your legs it's definitely an older person's appreciation <laughs> but it is i do find that going for a walk is like on multiple levels something that i find pleasurable one after a, like a longer walk i feel so good i feel positive my body yep. feels good i feel yep. excited about the world and then experiencing all types of environments and landscapes on foot is such a change from the way that we are forced to experience the world in like the quote unquote modern day society, you know? Yep. Yep. And like little things are brought to your attention. It's a little bit like a drug. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't know. I compare it to like, um, <laughs> uh -oh. like psychedelics in some way, because like psychedelics, like make you like notice small things. Right. And you like right. walk a lot because <laughs> you can't drive a car when you're on them. And it's like just taking a normal <laughs> walk. I feel like that because like I was just in Portland. And I didn't feel that great. And I had a show at like 4.30 p.m. And then I went for an hour-long walk, walked across a bridge, came back, and it was like all the things that I saw. I found a little, a tiny bag of meth on the ground. Okay, guys? I wouldn't have found that tiny bag of meth. Like a half-full bag of meth on the ground in Portland. I wouldn't have found that. I didn't take it. I left it. But I have a story now. It was like enough meth yeah, exactly. where it was definitely seemed like... Like it was attached to a, a fishing line. And like if I reached down for it, it would just like scoot across the street. And I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. and then there would be like a guy waiting around a corner to like kill meth heads or something. It was like a lot of meth. Wait, I am impressed. I'm not trying to be like Susie Sunshine, but I'm impressed that you recognized meth. What is meth? I don't know well, what meth looks like. I've, I, I'm assuming it's meth because here's what it was, guys. It was definitely like a drug bag. We all know what a drug bag sure. looks like. And then on the bottom was what looked like a little bit of cocaine, but then literally sticking out of the white powder was a literal crystal, like a, a smaller oh, version wow. of like of the crystal used to like make Superman's house in like the 1979 right. movie Superman. <laughs> like that's how much it was a crystal. Oh, and like it was so indisputably yes. a crystal. I took a picture of it. Well, you'll send us the picture or maybe we'll post it uh, when we talk about Great. this podcast or this episode, <laughs> because that is that to me, first of all, again, I'm not trying. I mean, yes, my kids might listen to this, but I am like on record as I've never done cocaine in my life. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, not that that's not that that's good or bad. It just is. So I wouldn't even reckon if you gave me granulated sugar, of course, I'd be like, oh, yes, that's cocaine. But the crystal does give it away. Right? It's in the name. Crystal meth. Yeah. That's exactly it. I'm I'm similarly sort of naive when it comes to to some of these drugs. I will tell you, Kurt, you kind of underpitched psychedelics. As somebody who's never taken a psychedelic, comparing it to a walk doesn't really <laughs> seem worth it. Right? Like, hey, let's go to Amsterdam and have some shrooms or some LSD. Well, what's it like? I'm afraid that I'm gonna cut off my own leg or something. Those are the fears I might have, but yeah. But apparently it's just like a walk where you notice things. <laughs> there is an element to it. What's all the fuss? What's all the fuss with drugs? <laughs> Girl, I, ha I have so many questions about yes. your walking because there's so many different places you can walk. 
<laughs> I hope they put that on my tombstone. There are so many different places you can walk. Here lies Ellie. But what I want to know is there's a difference between walking in a busy city like Manhattan. There's a difference mm-hmm. between that walking in Los Angeles. I want to know if you purposely walk. And by that, I mean, do you walk to get one place to another? Or in Los Angeles, do you always need to like make it an event and go for a hike? Because it's harder to walk places in Los Angeles. Well, I understand where you're coming from. My neighborhood happens to be very walkable because I'm right along the LA River. And so I have a lot of places I can walk and have kind of like a very scenic route to do it. But I also like Scotty and I, my podcast partner, Scotty, I have a podcast called Bananas. And Scotty and I started this thing. He had a dream two years ago that he woke up and walked out his front door and walked across LA into the ocean. And everyone was like, how'd you get here? And he's like, I walked. And everybody's like, no, you didn't. And so then he immediately texted me and he's like, we should walk from our houses to the ocean and walk in fully clothed. And I was like, yes. And so we started doing that and it's called Door to Shore and it's a charity event and we do it every year. And last year we had like, I think 35 different people internationally doing it for their own (gasps) charities. And we always raise money for CAST, which is an anti-human trafficking organization here in Los Angeles. And so it's about 19 miles for both of us. That's a far walk. That's almost a marathon. Yeah. And it takes all day and it's awesome. It is one of my favorite days of the year. It's like, you know, that element of a, of a long road trip with a good friend mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you get past the excitement of the road trip and then you get bored and then you get past the boredom and then you get into a state of vulnerability, not only with each other, but also to your surroundings that I think is one of the things that makes a road trip really awesome. And that's what I love with a long walk. It's like a road trip, but without the car. (laughs) But I have a question in terms of fatigue, because I run a lot. I've talked about that before in this podcast. It's sort of, I'm definitely bragging that I run a lot, but I also, in theory, I'm like, well, walking that I always think that, oh, I can walk endlessly. I can't, I get very tired walking. I went on a six mile walk with my best friend a year ago and my legs were so tired at the end. So Do you get fatigued during that time? Yeah, I don't really feel fatigue for the most part. We stop usually always at Century City Mall and get a coffee. I take like electrolyte drinks, you Mm -hmm. know, along Mm -hmm. the way. Those help. But you don't eat? We do. We eat. We stop in the middle and and have like a very unhealthy meal. Like first time it was Wahlburgers. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next time it was this hot dog stand that's shaped like a hot dog in West Hollywood. I love this. You're selling me completely. You get to stop at Wahlburgers, have a a coffee at the Century City Mall. I'm into it. And when we start getting very fatigued, when we have like, three or four miles left, we'll start drinking. So then we'll start drinking and then like, you know, (laughs) like every mile have one drink until we get to the beach. Oh, and that makes it much more bearable. Easy, easy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, easy, because then the miles are just flying. Exactly. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If you are walking from your home to either run an errand or for pleasure, are you listening to anything? No, 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 no. That is antithetical to my concept of walking. I, Kurt, I agree with you yes. completely because people say, oh, you can get so much done. But when I'm walking, I don't want more things going on. Mm-mm. It's a meditation, really. It's a meditation. It is. There are like 8 million people who are listening to this on their walks right now. And to all of the <laughs> oh, millions of listeners who are walking, there is no judgment coming no from judgment. this podcast booth. No. We, no. I, I can't take a walk without listening to something. I don't like this being present. No, I want to be hearing about the history of Rome. I want to be listening to my baseball podcasts, my comedy podcasts. I don't like this wandering through the world and taking it in. I appreciate it and respect it. And I'm occasionally refreshed by those times I'm forced to do it. Yeah. But for me, no, if I'm taking, I can't do anything without a distraction. Yeah, and I don't think that there's any wrong way to walk as well. Like, my wife is the same way. She will always leave with headphones in. And sometimes, you know, I've done that with music. I'll take a walk with music. But, yeah, I just find my default is to not listen. Have you ever had a thought, an idea, a moment of clarity that has shifted? This is a big question. That has (laughs) either shifted the course of your life Mm -hmm. or at least, at the very least, your day while walking. Oh, 100%. It is my go-to for writing. Something about the movement, like for some reason, the movement of not thinking about things makes these ideas just pop in as opposed to, you know, when you're like in the middle of a, like a writing problem where you're like trying to fix puzzle pieces in some way, it can feel like you're really straining. Oh, make the puzzle pieces fit. And then when you go for a walk and it just goes, boop, and like the answer just goes, what do you think that is? I mean, I've heard the, uh, like, it's a popular phrase, movement is medicine. Uh-huh. I, uh, maybe you've never heard it before. I have not heard it. No, I've not heard oh, it before. <laughs> all of my Peloton instructors inform me um, that, you know, for whatever scientific reason, I don't know if it's the endorphins or the yeah. neurons firing, whatever it is, it makes sense. I don't know that you would get that 
sense of release and like freedom of thought on a treadmill. So I do wonder if part of it is the outdoors aspect of it. I think so. Cause I used to do <clears throat> orange theory fitness. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I've yep. done that. Yeah. yeah. You want to stay in the orange that heart monitor seductive. The game of it was seductive. I do agree. Yes. And I did it for a really long time, but I never had a, like a moment of clarity on that treadmill. Yeah. There was never, ever. It's just, just like, uh, uh, the same thoughts over and over. Don't yes. make eye contact with anyone who's looking at you in the mirror and you're looking at them in the mirror. Don't look at them. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Like, that's the only <laughs> thought you have. But, Kurt, this is what I've been, like, keeping back. I've, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been, like, saving it as a little pearl of wisdom. Have you been but lying? I, have you been lying I about been, it? I, I, been lying exactly but i wanted i guess i'm showing off how well read i am and i mentioned this to scott earlier so scott knows this but i did read an article about walking recently in a newspaper but just stressing how important walking was to the transcendentalists oh interesting that, see that's what i was sitting on that's what i, I i've forgotten on. about this before but 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 pre-taping ellie was like yep. i do want to bring up walden <laughs> and the article I read about it. But Kurt, you're not alone in that. And like so many, because I don't want to, you know, gloss over the fact, and I know we've been talking about it, but I feel like it is so medicinal. Mm -hmm. And and we live, and I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but we are living in such a crazy bonkers time. And so stepping away and even just like shrinking your world to see what's immediately around you, to me, it's so calming. And it's really comforting. I find it incredibly comforting. Also, I mean, like, we don't want to get too romantic about it, but on some evolutionary level, that is exactly what our brains and our bodies were meant to do at all times. You know, we right. were always operating in a sphere of what we could see, and we were always yep. walking across surfaces. And I think that that's where it feels very at home for our brain. I feel like so much of stuff that we have issues with now is like, like anxiety is such a huge problem now. Yes. And it's a thing that's like an old evolutionary thing. Like we needed right. to always be anxious about like getting attacked by a bear or whatever, right? Right. And now right. there's no bear, but so we invent bears all the time, right? Yep. And so it is nice in some way to get back to like what the brain is just like very comfortable doing and was built for. Yeah, no, that seems so wise. It'd been very wise. I agree completely. There's actually something I was saving up as well, Kurt. Oh, oh boy, yes. here we go. It has nothing to do with walking. <laughs> okay, great. But it is a memory from ancient history. I uh -huh. don't know if you were ever aware of this, but okay. many, many years, my wife, then girlfriend, we had a dinner party mm -hmm. and had a few too many drinks and we were going around the circle and somebody suggested that we play like the hall pass game or whatever. What celebrity would you hook up with? And I was like Halle Berry or whatever, right? And everybody's <laughs> saying like George Clooney or Brad Pitt or whatever. And my now wife gets to her and she goes, Kurt. <laughs> <gasps> this was pre, oh. you were a lot less famous than you are now. You were just like a guy. I was just an improviser. Every person, I have, I don't know that I've ever been in a more awkward room. Everyone was like, what? And she's like, yeah, he's so tall. Oh, you are tall. Kurt is tall. And I tall. was like, you're misunderstanding the game. <laughs> you misunderstand. 
That's like saying, which of our immediate circle would you have sex with? Yes, no, that's, that's the way a different she... game. Yeah, if she had gone first, then maybe I would have, and then that's the game we're playing, but she'd heard that everyone oh. else was given. Denzel Washington was like someone. Oh, that yeah, is so, so funny. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who was at the party is what I want to understand. Was Kurt there? No. Kurt was not there. I was not there. That would have been insane. If my girlfriend, now wife, had <laughs> locked eyes with Kurt across the circle <laughs> and said, you, I don't think that we would. It wouldn't have worked out. It wouldn't have worked out. That is so inappropriate, and I love Vanessa for it. Oh, that's so I mean, funny. Kurt, have you ever sensed tension? I don't know the last time. Like, no. Certainly you saw Vanessa after that. Yeah, no, I never sensed tension, no. Many times. This was a period of our life where they were seeing one another on a probably weekly basis. She'd come to shows wow. and stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and furthermore, in Vino's Veritas, so we know that she wasn't just, like, <laughs> making things up. Like, that's how she felt in her heart that her hall pass would be Kurt, congratulations. Congratulations to her truth. Yeah, definitely not a joke. She was not making a joke. So, so uh, well, I'm sorry, and that's very funny. It's very flattering is what it is. Uh, it's very flattering and funny, and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I got that off my chest. It only it only took 18 years or whatever. I know. I, had you never, is this the first Kurt's, well, obviously, this is the first Kurt has heard of oh, it. Oh, it's totally the first time I've ever right? heard of it. Uh, what, I mean, like, was it, here's my question. Um, and we don't have to go too deep into this if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm ready. Was there then a fight after? Was it, was oh. it a beginning of a fight or was it just like, yeah. that was weird. And then like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand the rules. It was, there was no real fight. I no. gave her okay. relentless amounts of for it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, See, that's yeah. your you're a good couple. That's Although a good then couple. I had to be a little wary, you know, I gotta keep an eye. <laughs> I gotta keep a close eye anytime I see Vanessa and Kurt. And also we're all drunk together right. all the time at that time. Cause it was like do shows, go out, drink. Every yes. every time there was a show. I am shocked that it never came up during a subsequent drunken episode. Like I am surprised that Vanessa never said, Oh, Kurt, it's so funny. Scott and I were playing a game. You know, I'm just surprised it never came I don't up. I think Vanessa would bring it up. She's like tickling <laughs> Kurt's ear. She's one <laughs> inch from his mouth whispering to him. Let me tell you this funny story, Kurt. <laughs> also, I'm so curious to know who named, and I know you were just saying someone random, but George Clooney. Yeah. I'd give it all up for George. George Clooney? Well, maybe 20 years ago. You mean George Clooney? Batman? Yes, please. <laughs> Wait, was he your hall pass? No. I'm I'm a big George Clooney Scott? fan. Scott? I'm a huge George Clooney fan. I love George Clooney. He wouldn't be my hall pass now or then. Well, who would be your hall pass, Ellie? Uh-oh, I can't. Guys, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Michael Coleman, my husband, bless his heart, he is the most... This is a good thing, Michael. He is a sensitive... He hates it when I compliment him as kind or calm. Yeah. Also, when you say, uh, sensitive. <laughs> it's it's, it's like capitalized. a problem. <laughs> he is a uh, sensitive. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I didn't finish it. He's, a, he's one of those sensitives. He's a sensitive. <laughs> no, he is a sensitive man. Let's be clear. He is a man first and foremost, but a man who is sensitive. So if I name anyone, I, I really think... I'll be in the doghouse. So I'm not. Right. Guys, he keeps me on a short leash. You know what? 
it was rude of me to ask, honestly, because I don't want anyone to ask me either. <laughs> oh, Kurt, who's yours? I am. Go- well, can you? You can't name one. I, no, no, no. Yeah, probably not. Name one. I think it's more. I don't. But you have one, it seems. Don't say Vanessa. Don't do whatever you do. <laughs> don't say Vanessa Eckert. <laughs> 18 years later. 18, all these years later. It finally comes full circle. Well, I learned a lot about walking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you just immediately, there's just dead silence after I say Vanessa. And then it just goes, Scott going, well, walking is walking. very interesting, isn't we'll it? I think it I'm going to need to do uh, yeah. some of that. It's uh... a time to be contemplative, to appreciate your surroundings, to get a little exercise and feel refreshed. The only ending is that Kurt and Vanessa leave their respective spouses and just start a new life in New Mexico. What if one day Vanessa is like a little cagey where she's going to be and she just go, she just walks out the front door and I call her and I'm like, where are you? And she's like, I'm just walking and walking. I'm walking all the way to the beach. <laughs> walking all the way to the beach, and I'm going to walk right in with my clothes. Who are you doing it with, Vanessa? I'm by myself. No one. I'm by myself. <laughs> by myself. And meanwhile, you hear Mark Wahlberg in the back where you like, I got a Whataburg order for Kurt. <laughs> Two Whataburgers. I love the idea that Mark Wahlberg works at every Wahlburgers. <laughs> and that that's a great, that's a great impression of uh, Mark Wahlberg I did. <laughs> Uh, But in all seriousness, Kurt, you've won me over for sure when it comes to the walking. Would you stick around with us? We have a game that we like to play at the end. If you have a couple minutes, do you want to play a game we call Love It or Loathe It? I'll stay for two more hours. All right. Even after you guys leave. Kurt, we're holding you to that. Guys, when we come back, Love It or Loathe It with Kurt Frownuller. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Oh, I always want to do the McDonald's. I want to do it too. Then I would sing every time. No. I'm loving it. Kurt. Hello. 
We're back. I love we're it. back. Hello. I love it. Kurt, we're playing a game that Scott and I love. It's called Love It or Loathe It. Okay. And here's the deal. What's the deal with cereal? No, here's the deal. <laughs> you have to either <laughs> love or loathe whichever subject we toss at you. And there is no in-between. Okay? Okay. And we would love if you could tell us why. Okay? Okay, So great. that's the game. I'm ready. The first topic, Kurt Bronner, love it or loathe it. The opposite of walking, running. Ah, uh, love it. But. Ooh, I but was not expecting that. Love it to loathe it because I can't do it anymore. <gasps> During the pandemic, oh. I blew out oh. both my <gasps> knees. Six months before the pandemic, I started running for the first time in my life. So yes. whatever, started running as a 44-year-old or whatever. And uh, and I loved it, but I was only doing trail running. So I was always on dirt. And then they closed the parks at a certain point, if you remember that weird moment of the pandemic, when you're like, don't go outside. Yes. And uh, yes. so I started running on concrete. <gasps> and I don't know, like the third day I ran on concrete, I blew out my left knee and then took a year of rehabilitation. I had surgery and then started running again, very slowly on my first half hour run, blew out my right knee, had to have surgery and a year of rehabilitation. So now I just walk. Kurt, that is the saddest. Kurt, that I would have loathed it if I had that. That fact pattern <laughs> would make me uh, loathe it. All right, next one, love it or loathe it. Crocs. No. no, no, no. I don't want to deal with this this blown out knee, Ellie. <laughs> I know. I'm weeping Tell us over whether here. Or not it's you so like Crocs, Kurt. L loathe it. <laughs> I know Crocs have had a resurgence, and uh, that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> you know, here's one thing I do love is I recently saw truck nuts for Crocs, and that all of a sudden makes Crocs very funny. Wait, what's truck nuts? They're little nuts that hang off the back of your truck. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Definitely not cute. Aggressive and weird, I would say. And they make them for Crocs? Where do you hang them? Right on the back little, you know, that there's that one loop at the top above your yeah. heel. Yeah. Yeah. They hang Listen, I, I'm with you, but hold on. You loathe them, though. That was your answer, yeah, right? Yeah, loathe them. You loathe the Crocs. You love the truck nuts. Exactly. Truck nuts on Crocs, not on trucks. <laughs> right, 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 right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Kurt, love it or loathe it, Crocs, the animal. <laughs> like a crocodile. Crocodile. You got to love them. You got to love them. Yeah. You got to love yeah, them. They're beautiful. They're the oldest animal, right? They're like older than sharks, I think. You know how they say birds are still dinosaurs? Yeah. Are crocodiles dinosaurs? I don't think so. I think that I they're, think they're their the own thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're insane. Yeah. So They are uh, insane. Yeah. You, but you got you to gotta respect the You got to respect it. Uh, Kurt, love it or loathe it, Santa Claus. Oh, I love it. I do. I didn't used to. I didn't used to. But now with kids, I love it. Because my recollection, I put it on here because I seem to remember you were a big Santa guy. Didn't you like to dress up as Santa? Or am I misremembering? <laughs> oh, yeah. This was. That sounds. So creepy. Please explain. <laughs> I, intentionally, I intentionally framed it in an unflattering way. <laughs> yes, I did like the first three original SantaCons. Like now SantaCon is definitely something totally different in New York and people hate it with a vengeance. But when it started, it was much smaller and it was just a bunch of weird artists doing it. But yeah, SantaCon was really, really fun for a couple of years. I remember that era. Yeah. It was it was fun. I think I took part one year and it was fun, but now it's like enough. It's too much. Okay. 
uh, Kurt, your last love it or loathe it. Love it or loathe it. Vanessa Eckert. <laughs> Scott's wife. Zito. But I do want to hear the answer. <laughs> yeah, what's the answer? What's the answer? Because you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't on this one, Kurt. Yeah, I gotta say love it. You gotta say love yeah. it. I'm not yeah. gonna you, say I loathe your wife. You gotta love a fan. Someone who <laughs> really, really, really likes you. In the back of his head, though, Scott is wondering if they're gonna run off together because Kurt just said he loves Vanessa. I mean, that's right. Mm. That's the takeaway. That's mm-hmm. the takeaway. That's the only way you could interpret this. That is exactly That's the it. only That's way. That's it. So I'm sorry, but yeah. I needed we... a veiled way to be able to let him know. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, listen, not unlike walking, we discovered something. It wasn't a bag of meth, but it was the requited, I guess the requited love of Kurt for Vanessa. But you know what? You know what was the real bag of meth in this conversation? Our friendship, wasn't it? <gasps> right, guys. Kurt, mm-hmm. that's and, what we and, found and on this you were walk. the you were the crystal. Thank you very much. Poking out of the cocaine <laughs> that was Scott and me. So thank you, <laughs> Kurt. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast and for being our friend for over two decades. We love you. I love you too, guys. This was a really a nice way to start the day. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Dinkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.